Let's get real honest and admit that we have all been there before. You just finished eating a meal and you are stuffed. You have totally overdone it. Your pants are tight. Your shirt is tight. You're not even sure if you can talk because you're so full. And all you're thinking about is your biggest pair of sweatpants that you have. It's super common. And I know it pretty much happens to everyone at some point, whether it's after a holiday or a party or eating out or just at your house. Sometimes we just overdo it. But often we don't know how to react the next day and people actually do things the next day, which makes the situation worse after overeating. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down what you're going to do after you overeat or binge, how to react the next day for best results to just ease you back into a healthier lifestyle without causing more problems. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So you just overate, you were feeling stuffed and thinking, oh my gosh, I never want to eat again. And now you need a plan for tomorrow to balance back out your diet and to be feeling good again. So today I'm going to go over six things, six steps for you to make a plan for the next day to really get you back on track and feeling great. My first step is going to be to make a set time to work out. Do not leave it to chance. Oftentimes, we have the idea that we're going to work out, but we actually don't schedule it like an appointment. For me, I have a set workout time every single day, even though I actually don't leave my house. I work out at my house every day, but it is a set time. I know that I get up. I know I need a certain amount of time before I can get in the area of my house where I exercise. So whether you go to the gym or you exercise at home, Make it an appointment. Just like you were showing up at the dentist, you don't want to be late. You need to be on time. Schedule it with yourself and make it happen no matter what. Do not leave it to chance because you need to move your body the next day. Definitely move your body the next day as soon as you can. And I do highly suggest if you can make it happen in the morning, it's helpful just because it helps get some of those toxins out and helps you not feel sluggish. But in general, if you can't, no big deal. The point is you just need to get a workout in the next day. The second thing that I'm going to suggest is that you are going to chug water the next day. Water does more than just hydrate you. It actually helps you digest things. It gets things moving along and you can digest things faster and it actually makes your metabolism faster. I know that sounds crazy, but there was a study done by the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism and they said that drinking water, especially if it was cold water, this is like so cool. If you drink really cold water, that it makes your metabolism move faster up to 10 to 30%. And the reason why that happens is because your body has to expand energy to warm up that water to body temperature to be able to use it. So it makes your body work harder to warm it up to room temperature.
temperature to be able to utilize it for its daily functions. That is so cool to me that like your body has to warm it up. They call it the thermogenesis process, but it's actually good for you to drink cold water. So one, it gets your digestive going. Two, when you're drinking lots of water, your body, your metabolism works harder. And three, oftentimes we are confusing thirst with hunger. We pretty much need a few things and our body recognizes them as sleep, hunger, and water. And if you're a man, you need something else. Anyway, (laughs) females do too. But A lot of times your body confuses when you're tired and makes you think you're hungry because you're just feeling sluggish, so you reach for food. The same thing happens with water. When we are not hydrated, oftentimes people will reach for food because they can feel something's off in their body, but it's not a lack of food or energy. It's a lack of water to feel hydrated. So those are three reasons. Now, the simplest way to drink water, and I've mentioned it before, is a hydro jug. I love my hydro jug. It is a half a gallon of water. For my clients, I suggest a hundred ounces of water a day. So having one big water bottle that holds half a gallon of water is awesome. The other thing is it has a wide lip at the top. So it's really easy to put in that ice because we're trying to speed up that metabolism. And so that's really awesome. You can also add in fruit or supplements or whatever else you want. And I love the color variations it comes in and it has a strap because as a mom, you are not carrying things with your hands because you are carrying children. So that strap is super awesome to hook around when you're going to the park, when you're running your errands because if you just overdid it the day before with food and you're out and about, you want to make sure you're drinking water all day long. As I've said, it's helpful and that hydro jug is going to help you do that. You also get 10% off if you use the code Make It Simple on their website. Again, it's 10% off anything on their site if you use the code Make It Simple. I will add their link in the show notes, but it's hydro, H-Y-D-R-O jug. J-U-G. So that's a great way. So number one, we're going to exercise. Number two, we are going to chug water. You are going to drink plenty of water for all the three reasons I said. The next thing that you're going to do, the third thing you're going to do to get going the next day after you've binged or overate is you are going to get dressed and do not mope around. The most common thing that happens after we've overdone it is we beat ourselves up. We tell ourselves how bad we are for doing that. We lay on the guilt and shame like a thick, thick 20-pound blanket that we're trying to sleep under, and it's suffocating us. And you don't need to do that. It's done. It's over. Move on. You are not a bad person because you overate. Everybody, I promise you, every single person has overeaten in their life. I have definitely done it before, and I have no shame in it. It's definitely happened. So stop beating yourself up. That is going to be worse for your health, that beating yourself up and that mental shame than you know, having a meal that was too big that's going to hurt your physical health. That mental health is going to be way worse if you shame yourself like that. So be super aware of that. I want you to get up. I want you to get out of your pajamas. Often after we overeat, we don't want to get dressed. And then that makes us feel more sluggish and down on ourselves and more shameful. So I want you to get dressed, put on some clothes. I didn't say you had to put on like super tight clothes because nobody likes that, but just put on some clothes, do your hair, get showered, just get ready for the day. It's going to help you feel a little bit more alive and vibrant so you're not feeling those after effects as much as when you overeat and the next day you just feel a little bit down and sluggish. So you need to move and stop beating yourself up. 
Now, we did set an appointment for exercise, but my fourth tip is going to be the actual exercise. So we set our appointment, we've shown up, and we said, okay, I'm going to work out. Here's my best activities that I would suggest for after you have overeaten. The first thing is I do suggest doing some steady state cardio, just some endurance cardio to get those endorphins going, to get your heart rate up, to get you moving. It's going to help you not feel sluggish. Like endorphins are real. They're going to make you feel really good. It helps to sweat. Plus for me, when I do cardio, oftentimes it helps me clear my mind. It helps me feel a little bit more in control. So I would suggest doing some cardio activity that you enjoy for 30 to 45 minutes. Don't get on a stair stepper for four hours. That's not what I said. I said you need 30 to 45 minutes of a good cardio workout to release those endorphins and just start not feeling so sluggish. Another activity that's going to be really good for you is yoga. Yoga is actually super fantastic for your digestive system because with all of those twisting movements, it helps support the digestive system and it helps release toxins. So pop in a yoga video, go to a yoga class, look up some yoga stretches online or on YouTube and just get into some yoga poses, get breathing, get moving. And I think it's going to help you just feel a little bit better as well. And if it aids with digestion and you know, detoxing some toxins, releasing them, that is a total win. The last type of exercise I'm going to suggest is heavy weights. If you overdo it and overeat one day, I highly suggest the next day to go and do a heavy leg workout. The muscles in your legs, the quads, the hamstrings, the glutes are massive muscles. They are big muscles. And if you are trying to build some muscle, If you have those extra carbs and that extra food, you're going to be able to lift more. You're going to be able to build more muscle. You're going to be able to use those stocked up carb supplies from overdoing it to fuel that workout. So I'm going to suggest that you lift heavy the next day and do a lower body workout because that is going to use power muscles that are big muscles that take a lot of energy. So you are going to move. Not only did you set that appointment to move, you are going to do some cardio or some yoga or a really good heavier lower body workout. So you're moving, you got dressed, you worked out. What are you going to do for your food today? I'm going to suggest to still eat a pretty balanced diet, and I'm going to tell you to focus on some leafy greens. So the reason this is, is because fiber is very heavy in leafy greens and other vegetables. So you're going to want to make sure you're having things such as kale, spinach, cauliflower, broccoli, all of those things, anything with fiber, because fiber helps with digestion and food that is rich in fiber will help clear your system and get things moving faster because we don't want you feeling constipated because sometimes that can happen as well. We want your digestive tract moving along with the water and the fiber and we've exercised to help you not feel sluggish and that's all going to play into it as well. My next tip along with eating more leafy greens and fiber is Oftentimes after people overdo it, the next day, they tell themselves, I'm not going to eat. And so they try to skip a meal. And I'm going to tell you at all costs, you are not going to skip a meal. You are not going to try to eat as little as possible. That is going to backfire and that is going to cause you to repeat the exact same thing over and over again. We often have a bad night, and then the next day we try to make up for the mistake we made. Oh, I ate too much popcorn. I was so full in my pants, they felt uncomfortable. So the next day, I'm not going to eat anything to make up for it. And 
while you think that makes sense, it actually doesn't work that way because what it does is it puts us in this vicious cycle of undereating and overeating and undereating and overeating. And you do not want to get in that cycle. Once you're in that cycle, it is really hard to break. And that is way worse from you. So I would suggest the next day to just eat normal. Eat like you would any other day. Eat your breakfast, eat your lunch, eat your dinner, eat your snacks, and just Go back to your normal eating habits. For one, when you eat normal, it helps reduce the amount of shame because you're not punishing yourself. We don't need to punish ourselves for our food choices. That's not rational and it is bad for our mental health. So if you are eating normal, you are helping reduce that amount of guilt and shame because often people feel like, I'm so bad, I overate, so let me not eat. And then it builds on the shame and ignites that fire of the shame and guilt. So I want you eating normal meals, you know, solid foods, solid carbs, you know, complex carbs if you have them, some leafy green vegetables, some solid protein, and making sure that you're eating healthy fats. I don't want you skipping meals because then you're going to get into that cycle and you just don't want to be there. That overeating, undereating cycle is super common. And often that is the base culprit of why you binged or overate in the first place. So do not do this. Now, Here is kind of the most important thing of everything I've said. I know I've given tips what to do when you overeat. And while overeating sometimes is totally normal, we've all done it. I still do it sometimes. You go to like a Sunday dinner, your whole family's there, and maybe you eat too much food and you leave feeling really stuffed. It it happens and that's okay. So I want you to use these tips in those circumstances. But if you are noticing that you are consistently overeating or what would more be considered binge eating where you're eating mass amounts at a time, then we need to look a little bit deeper and these tips are just going to be a band-aid on a wound that is not healing. So let's take a little bit deeper look at that wound because if you're consistently you know, eating tons of food on the weekend or eating tons of food every couple days or feeling the urge to eat, then there's something else going on. And I need you to sit down and look at why this is happening. I want you to think about what happened before you overate, why it happened, what your feelings were, what the scenario was, what happened just before it happened and after. What was going through your mind? Because there's a couple reasons why people consistently overeat or binge. As I mentioned, it's very normal to do it every once in a while. It's very normal to go to a restaurant and just be very full afterwards. But now I'm talking about where you are overdoing it and you are having these urges to eat tons of food and you're just feeling terrible the next day. And it's maybe happening a couple times a week, once a day, once you know, once a week or even a couple times a month. It's just consistently repeating itself because then we're doing the Band-Aid situation. There's three reasons technically why this happens. And I want you to think about, as I said, what happened before and during and your feelings. Now, I'm going to get into binging and what's happening and oftentimes what it's linked to in another podcast, but I do want to touch on the three reasons why this tends to happen to people sometimes. The first reason is we are emotionally coping. Maybe we're stressed. Maybe we're in a situation that's been hard. We're feeling overwhelmed or we're sad about something and we're using food as a way to cope. I want you to make a list of other things that you can do to cope with whatever situation you're having, whether it's stress or it's situational, whatever is going on, but to make a list of other things you can do. I've noticed for me that when I feel stressed, 
I do tend to reach for food. It, it can be an emotional coping thing for me. But I have also noticed that if I keep my hands busy, because often when you're snacking and when you're overdoing it, your hands are busy and your mind is empty. Your mind is just focused on the problem. So for me, I have found if I am using food to emotionally cope with a situation, that if I can busy my hands and busy my mind, I can be a lot more productive and not fall down this overeating pattern. So for me, I tend to turn on a podcast, listen to any of my old podcasts, turn on a book, turn on something where I'm listening and it's in my ear, and then I will make my hands busy. I will do dishes. I will leave the kitchen often and fold laundry or work on a project, something that is involving my hands. Because when my hands are busy and my mind is busy, then I feel like I can take my mind off the problem or whatever is stressing me out. And my hands moving helps me feel like I am releasing energy. And then it stops the emotional coping with food. Now, that is my personal experience, and that isn't going to work for everyone, but I am going to say, figure out if you think you are emotionally coping, what you are doing, and think of other habits or other things you can do to help prevent that. Maybe it's going on a walk. Maybe it's walking your dog. Maybe it's going upstairs and reading a book to a child. Maybe it's running an errand. Anything else that you can do to step outside of the situation, get you out of that situation, you know, where you want to emotionally cope with food and move on. It might take some thinking for you to figure out what that is, but it's going to be worth it. And I do highly suggest you write it down. Don't just think about it. Get out a piece of paper and a pencil and write down other ideas that you can cope with what's going on so you are not emotionally coping with food. Another reason why sometimes we overdo with food is hormones. There could be a hormonal shift. And the most often one is we're on our period. I mean, honestly, cravings and hunger often come when we're having a hormonal shift. And that happens like every month when you're on your period. At least it does for me. And it does for my clients. I've seen it over and over with them. Is one of the questions I ask them on their check-in form, I say, are you hungry? And without fail, whenever, there's also a question I ask if they're on their period. If they're on their period, they're always like, and I feel more hungry. And that is totally normal. So instead of us trying to hide from that every month or avoid that, I say lean into that. What I suggest for my clients is during your period, make sure that you have like an off-plan meal, maybe a meal you wouldn't normally have. Go to eat with your spouse, you know, have something scheduled in so that you can enjoy that window and not feel trapped. Because often if you try to avoid, avoid, avoid certain foods just because you're kind of wanting them, then when you do have it, you will overdo it. You can also plan in some more treats. I believe so strong in 80-20, it's not even funny. Like people who try to eat 100% clean, I'm like, oh, that's so cool for you, but you are not my people. <laughs> I cannot do that. I will lose my crap. So I'm going to say to plan in some freedom, especially if you're feeling like you're going to be on your period, plan in a treat to your diet. Plan in a piece of chocolate or a scoop of ice cream or something. Because I promise if you don't plan it in, then you're going to do it anyway in a really roundabout way. And let me give you an example of how that is. You can plan in a piece of chocolate and have it and be done and know what it is, have the size, everything, and be good and have some freedom. Or you can say, I really, I do want a piece of chocolate. I do want a piece of chocolate. How about I have like a chocolate rice cake? And then like the chocolate rice cake doesn't work. You know, that's not actually what you want. So then you have like a chocolate protein bar and then you have like four chocolate rice cakes and then you have 27 slices of 
chocolate because you didn't just initially have that piece of chocolate. So I'm going to tell you, do not do that. Allow for some freedom in your diet to include things so that you're not overdoing them because often when we over-restrict and we tell ourselves we can't have something, all that does is fire in your brain. Every time you say you can't have it, that item that you can't have, it just keeps firing in your brain and you end up having more of it. So be aware if it's a hormonal shift, it may be that's why you're doing it. Allow a little freedom in your diet that week to like do something you enjoy that you can look forward to and just put out parameters for it. Don't be overly rigid. You know, you can have parameters and still say, you know, I'm going to go out to eat and I'm going to get a meal I like, but maybe I won't choose a dessert. Or maybe you're going to say, I'm going to eat maybe a little bit healthier meal, but I'd really like to get a dessert. You know, you just kind of got to balance it out. Like there has to be some moderation. You can't be perfect all the time. And I think that planning for these periods where we're having these hormonal shifts from our period is very helpful. Now, if your hormones are off and you're feeling urges a lot where you think it's linked to hormones, then you need to get your hormones checked because that's something different. But if you're just having a hormonal shift from your period, I think that's really effective to just plan for a little bit more moderation. And the last reason why sometimes we overeat or binge, and again, as I said, it's normal to do it sometimes. It's normal to go to dinner with our family and overeat. But if it's happening consistently, A main reason why it's happening is because there are cravings and urges to overeat because we have an unbalanced diet for periods of time where we are not fueling ourselves for what our body needs. I explained this really, really well in the When a Calorie Deficit Backfires. That is episode 10. If you haven't listened to it, I strongly suggest going back and listening to it. But oftentimes when we are not fueling our bodies correctly, what happens is we crave carbohydrates and simple sugars because that is a fast way to give our body energy. So we start to crave them because your body is a genius and it knows what it needs. And it's like, oh, this girl's not feeding me. I'm going to crave some really simple sugars because that's going to give me an insulin spike and give me some energy really quickly. But then it leaves us on a crash later. So oftentimes when we under fuel, we end up under eating all day, maybe through the night, maybe even a couple days in a row. And then we have these intense cravings to like overeat or binge. And we feel a little bit out of control and we overdo it. And then we go through the guilt and shame cycle again. And then we say, we're never going to do it again. And then we under eat and we repeat. So I want you to think about that. Are you in this physical cycle of undereating, overeating, where the issue is not the binge, the issue is undereating? I know this cycle because I did it in my 20s. I talk about it in that episode, When a Calorie Deficit Backfires, because it's real. And I know because I've experienced it. So I want you to look at your diet and say, am I overeating? Am I binging? Because I'm trying to eat as little as possible for periods of the day, of the week, of the month, whatever it is that I'm always trying to diet. And then I'm overdoing it on the flip side where you swing like a yo-yo. It's like a pendulum going side to side. If that's what's happening, then I'm going to highly suggest that you work on increasing your food intake on a regular basis, which is going to help decrease those urges and binges to overeat, and you're going to be more balanced throughout the day. I can almost guarantee that if you can increase your food intake on the days when you're trying to eat as little as possible, that the binges or the overeating will decrease and it will help you break that cycle. 
So hopefully all of those tips helped you. I hope that you know what to do next time that you feel like you've overeaten or overdone it the next day and how to come back with power and not feel ashamed of yourself and just move on with your life. Girl, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever's listening to this, move on. It is not a big deal. We have all been there. Move on, eat your meals, drink your water, exercise, eat your leafy greens. But if you are consistently doing this, I want you to think about the three reasons why you're doing it and see how you can modify or change those things, whether it's emotional coping, there's a hormonal imbalance, or if you are physically not fueling correctly, which is creating that cycle. I hope this episode was super helpful for you. I love when you share it on social media. Please tag me if you found it helpful. I also really appreciate your reviews. I look for them every single week. And if you don't want to miss an episode, which I promise I've got so much stuff to cover, it's just going to get better and better. Make sure that wherever you're listening, you go up to the subscribe button and you click subscribe because it will download my episodes every single Wednesday for you to listen to. And you will just be happy you did it because you're going to get all the good stuff. All right, that's it for today. I love you. I promise you are doing so much better than you think you are. So stop beating yourself up. We'll talk next week.